have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. Are you curious about what a hot wife is? Want to know the difference between cuckolding and hot wifing? Want to learn more about whether jealousy plays a role in a hot wife or cuckolding scenario? Join me today for a very kinky discussion with Brenna and Brian from Front Porch Swingers. We're going to get down and dirty with the intimate details of their very unique relationship and explore how opening up your relationship to erotic new possibilities can improve your sex life. Before we start off our kinky discussion today with Brenna and Brian from Front Porch Swingers, I just want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my ex- expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you'll get access to a massive international network and dating platform of over 3 million members worldwide. So we have a very interesting edition of Seek, Discover, Create today. Uh, Joining me, Lexi Silver, are Brenna and Brian of Front Porch Swingers. They are expert podcasters, and they have a lot of really interesting information and a great perspective on the swinging lifestyle. And I've invited them here today because I know that they get really personal on their podcast talking about the relationship, uh, the different roles that uh, cuckolding and other uh, fetish, uh, other amazing fetishes play in their relationship. And I think that it would be very cool for us to hear a little bit about them and how they view the lifestyle and specifically also how they view the role of women in the lifestyle. Welcome to my show, Brennan. Brian, it is a pleasure to have you today. Hi, Lexi. Thanks so much for having us. <laughs> I'm very excited to be having this discussion with you. It's been really fun working with you. Um, now, just for everybody to know, uh, we have a lot of really cool exclusive content coming your way on SDC from Brenna and Brian. Uh, so get ready for some blogs and videos uh, that are really, really uh, done with a very good perspective uh, that is very refreshing. I think you'll all really get a good kick out of it. Let's start a little at the beginning, if you don't mind me getting a bit personal with you right away. Sure. Not at all. Yeah, it's a, it's a story. I'll let Brenna start telling that story. Sure. So uh, we met about 14 months ago, I guess now, and we were both getting out of very vanilla, boring, unfulfilling relationships. Um, we had both found ourselves time and time again being in those same relationships, and uh, I think we both just decided that we needed something completely different. And we actually met in a pretty unlikely way, um, which was, well, maybe not. I mean, I think a lot of people do tend to meet online in For general, sure. uh, but we actually met through Craigslist Casual Encounters. Oh. And back when that was a thing, um, before Sesta Fosta happened, and um, we, I posted an ad outlining exactly what I wanted. Um, at that time, I had been exploring with BDSM quite a bit, and so I talked about wanting somebody to dominate me and uh, you know, wanting those sexual components that I knew would fulfill me. And Brian was one of about 200 guys to respond to my ad, <laughs> but he was one of only a handful that was really eloquent and thoughtful, and you know, even though he's responding to you know, a sex ad, it was still very, he was a gentleman. Uh, and that really spoke to me. And I think both of us just expected it to be quick one off, you know, maybe we become play partners type of a thing. Uh, neither of us were expecting to find our soulmates. 
but we absolutely did, and we've been inseparable ever since. Yeah, we've spent, I think a total, we figured it out in the last 14 months, about 10 days apart for traveling for work and that kind of thing. It's only about 10 days. Otherwise, we've been together every single day. Oh, wow. So what, first, so just to start off with, I think it's really cool that you guys already started your relationship with that openness and that honesty that, you know, you both knew what you wanted to get out of the relationship. So uh, it doesn't always start off that way. So you already knew going in that you were interested in fetish, that you, uh, that Brenda, you wanted to be dominated and Brian, that you were willing to take on that role uh, of yeah. a dominant right away. Like that's, yeah, usually in a relationship that takes some time because you meet under more, <laughs> quote, vanilla circumstances. Right, yeah. yeah. And then sure. you really have to put yourself out there by having those conversations. So we kind of already had a, a yeah. leg up, absolutely. Well, we were both at a point where we were just, I think we were both just done with um, settling for what everyone, I, I guess, else thought, society thought was a quote-unquote normal relationship. They were simply unfulfilling for me. Uh, and, you know, it speaks to Brenda's maturity, you know, at her age, so I've already identified that. It took me a lot longer, obviously. So uh, besides the fact that we met on Craigslist under the circumstances with which we met, we also have a 20-year age gap. I'm 20 years her elder, so. Yes. That's hot, I think. I like that. <laughs> it is for us. I think so, too. I also think it's maybe a trait of um, uh, maybe a subdominant relationship as well because uh, that also adds a, a different level of maturity. And I feel that some of the best doms are the ones who have more experience, more life experience, in my experience, personally, um, yes. and are gentlemen. So it's a, that matter of, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a personality thing. So that may be, maybe that's one of the reasons you guys click so well. So. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. For sure. How have your previous relationships brought you to this point where you were ready to explore um, a little bit more openly uh, when you first started posting the ad and you were responding to it? How did you, um, how were maybe your more vanilla experiences, uh, you know, that were, like you said, unfulfilling? How did you get to that point where you realized, fuck, it's just not enough? I mean, I think for me, so I was married, I got married very young, and I live in a pretty rural area and have grown up here. And so for me, the norm was you go to school, and then you graduate, and then you get married, and then you start popping out kids. And, you know, so that's all I knew. That was the life that I knew. And that's what I fell into. And um, I married somebody who was not able to fulfill me in a lot of ways, but specifically sexually. And, you know, as I got older, and as I started to research things and be exposed to new things, uh, I knew that I wanted more. Um, and so when that relationship ended, I started exploring BDSM and kind of fell in love with that lifestyle and knew that that really needed to be a component in my life. Um, and yet I would continue to go back to vanilla relationships because that was what was easy. Mm -hmm. um, this relationship was the first one where I was really able to explore everything that I wanted and feel, you know, no, no level of judgment for wanting to do that. So I think the vanilla fails really prepared me uh, and opened my eyes to my need for someone like Brian, who allows me to be exactly who I am sexually. Ooh, I love that. When you said easy in terms of, you know, getting back into these vanilla relationships, is it because it's easy as far as uh, meeting society standards for what a quote normal relationship should be? Well, just maybe easier that, to find partners? That's definitely part of it. But I mean, also just in general, you know, it's not as if there's everyone out there is openly kinky. You know, mm -hmm. if you're meeting people through friends or at bars or things like that, you don't, the chances of you, 
finding someone who's compatible with you sexually and who's able to meet all of your kinky desires when you have submissive tendencies and want to be tied up and flogged and spanked and all of these things, uh, you know, you're not just going to find that around every corner. So yeah, it's, it's just, it was easier to fall into those vanilla relationships. Mm-hmm. It's also a situation where, you know, you, you, you meet people, you're, people don't want to be judged, right? It's the, it's the one thing that you, people really fear is that, is that intense level of judgment. And yes. you, know, you meet somebody under different circumstances or what society deems normal circumstances and to open yourself up to potentially being judged for what it is that you truly want, you know, sexually, intimately. Um, I think that's where people really, that's where the fear comes in, right? So even though you want those things, you're not as apt to mention them to a potential partner, particularly in the beginning of what turns out to be a relationship. But as that relationship goes on, maybe you realize that those, you know, the person you're with doesn't have that desire. You're much, even more so, less apt to mention it. Uh, and then you just fall into a rut, right? Then you get consistent, you know, it becomes complacent, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you're basically describing a lot of different relationships that people have because they they start off not being able to be honest about what it is that they're looking for. And then they just fall into kind of a rhythm where, well, I haven't told my partner in months, um, maybe now's not the time or looking for that time and then it never comes. And then they just continuously don't feel that fulfillment that they, they were looking for and they feel kind of scared that maybe if they bring it up like a year or two years or even a few months into a relationship that their partner will not be okay with it or, you know, find it or judge them, like you said. So well, and also, you know, I think you take a risk also, right? You step out on a ledge mm-hmm. when, after, you know, you're involved with someone, you're in a relationship and after, you know, three months, six months, a year, all of a sudden now you want to come out to that person as, you know, I'm interested in the BDSM world. I really think that I, I want to explore the swinger lifestyle. Well, you have to know going into that conversation, there's a very good likelihood that that relationship is going to come to a screeching halt, right? <laughs> You've got to be prepared for that to, to potentially happen as well. Or it doesn't end, in which case you continue to go on and pretend that you're satisfied. I don't know which one is worse. Actually, I think that's worse. I think yeah. so too. I'm pretend it's worse. Yeah, because then you're kind of trapped in you're you're trapped. You're you're in kind of yeah. a prison of your own making, uh, where you just can't express yourself. You don't feel good. You feel unfulfilled. It's just yeah, that's definitely. I, I think that's probably worse than a relationship ending because you're not getting what you want out of it for sure. Well, sure, the resentment builds up, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that untapped, uh, that feeling of I, you want to express yourself, but you can't. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. I think that's great that you both have that and that you, you know, going in, you were honest about what you wanted from the relationship. And I think that's really good advice for anybody who's newly entering relationship or who are seeking uh, a relationship uh, to be, to have that kind of honesty and from the get-go express exactly what it is you want. Now, I get that not everybody knows exactly what they want and they want to leave it open. And sometimes they don't know themselves well enough to know, to be able to express like you did, this is what I want. This is the kind of person that I want. Um, it's, it's not always that simple, but if you do have an idea of that, that's then at the beginning of a relationship or before you engage in one is definitely the best time uh, to, to say, Hey, I, I like, I have these fetishes. I'm a kinky bitch and this is what I want. Can you do it or not? Okay. Well then next, you know, yeah, so, exactly. yeah. for sure. But having that from the, from inception, it, it changes everything because there, there are no boundaries with us as it pertains to any conversation where, you know, we don't judge each other for anything regardless of what that topic consists of. I can't think of a single thing that I could tell Brian where he'd be like, Whoa, no, we're not going there. Like yeah. it just wouldn't happen. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, fucked up as I am, there's no way she's gonna come up with anything anyway. So, you know, <laughs> there's just you know, there's that level of comfort um, that and, and and trust and you know the commitment to each other to understand that there are going to be times where one of us is going to say, hey, you know what? I was thinking about this. I was really wanting to give this a shot. And under no certain terms am I concerned that Brenda's ever going to say. I don't know that that's going to work. I don't think we can do that. It's We just jump right in it. I mean, that's how we got started in this lifestyle anyway. Ooh, okay. We're going to get a little bit into that very, very shortly. We're just going to take a really quick break. But just before I do, um, I think that's great. And that honesty and communication is definitely a central theme uh, for all of my shows and something that we're going to express a lot more in, in the rest of this episode. Uh, because obviously getting into things like uh, cuckolding and even the lifestyle in general, you need to have that open and honest communication. Um, so yeah, I, I love that. I'm really digging your vibe right now. And uh, we're going to carry that into uh, this little commercial that I'm going to say right now about SDC, which is where you can find more information about exactly what we're talking about right now, as well as exclusive content from Brennan and Brian uh, from Front Porch Swingers. And if you're enjoying my show and you do want to hear more about relationships, sex, and health, as well as these very kinky little topics, definitely check out SDC.com. We're going to guide you on your erotic journey with unlimited access to videos, podcasts, and articles from experts like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, and Charlie and Ariane Williams. Visit sdc.com to discover and connect with your own erotic tribe. Explore more at SDC events, parties, and travel destinations. With hot and fresh content added daily, you'll have tons of resources to start your exploration and continue along your path to erotic self-discovery. Join over 3 million of our SDC members to seek, discover, and create with us today. Don't forget, use promo code 7070 for two months of free access to SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com. That's L-E-X-I at sdc.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver, and I'm here with podcasters Brenna and Brian of Front Porch Swingers. Before the break, we were talking about how they first met each other, how they got into the lifestyle a little bit, and how communication plays a role in their relationship. And I want to discuss that a little bit more. I think that's really, really important, like I mentioned before. So when you first met each other um, and you you know, you know, already had that openness, you, you knew from the get-go uh, that this was going to be a kinky relationship how did you start to talk to each other about what it is you wanted and how you were going to explore it in, and how you were going to enter the lifestyle together sure so I think um, you know I, the big thing is I would tell Brian things 
and was met with zero judgment whatsoever. And that felt really good. And so it was a snowball effect. I would say something and, and he would, you know, have this really great dialogue with me about it and it would be fun and sexy and it would usually lead to some really hot sex. (laughs) And so then I found myself wanting to tell him more and more things as a result of that. So I think that, you know, it's twofold. It was the fact that both of us were willing to have that vulnerability to say what we wanted. But then on the other side, the receiving side, uh, we had enough mind mindfulness towards each other to not jump immediately towards judgment or disgust, you know? So one of the things that I love about us is I can tell Brian something and I can tell that the wheels are spinning. You know, he's actually taking the time to sit and think about the things that I'm telling him rather than having a gut reaction and reacting on that. Um, And so that's been the biggest thing for us is, you know, that's just opened the doors to so many conversations and, uh, you know, so many uh, different things that we've been able to explore with each other just because we've been able to be honest with each other. Um, and then I think in terms of the actual swinging, it was a matter of us talking about fantasies. Yeah. Or, you know, the, the whole, our whole relationship was based on the pretense that we knew going in that there was a BDSM component particularly. And that's something we were both looking for. So making that leap, uh, or I call it a leap, it wasn't much of one. Um, we started talking about some fantasies and the opportunity of getting into the lifestyle. Um, and I can tell you that from the original conversation, to the first experience we had in a lifestyle, I think was less than two weeks. Wow. um, You're not patient. Yeah, we have zero patience. (laughs) And we're total perverts. So uh, those two, that combination could be, uh, it could be trouble, frankly. Uh, But we jumped right in. And we, we, that's really every, that's really how we, how we approach a lot of things that we do. Um, You know, our podcast started out as a, as a conversation about a blog based on us wanting to express ourselves sexually and not, you know, not have monogamy be the default for people. And, and of course, the, the component of, you know, female empowerment as it pertains to sexuality, it quickly turned into, hey, maybe we should do a, a podcast. And like 10 days later, we're ordering microphones and, and you know, all that kind of stuff to do a podcast. So we're, you know, we jump right in hip deep usually. But I think the reason we're able to do that is because of how comfortable we feel with each other and how much yeah. we know that the other person is going to be there to catch us if we do something stupid or if we make a, you know, yeah a dumb mistake of some sort. For sure. And, and again, uh, like you talked about, it's communication is trust and there's zero judgment between us. I have never said anything to Brenna uh, or brought up a topic or suggested anything that was met with anything other than enthusiasm. Uh, and so, I mean, if there's just something refreshing about that and I hope everybody can find that at some point. Oh, yeah. And I I like what you said, because the reason you are able to jump in uh, so quickly, which is very rare, very rare. I know you know how rare that is, is because you already have that communication where you've talked, you've you've discussed it together. You know each other well enough to know, well, hey, you know what? Like you said, if if we fuck up, we fuck up. It's okay. We're here for each other. Um, That is really unusual because in in lots of relationships, that's not always the case. There's that um, you mentioned vulnerability before, which I think is so key. We're not always willing to allow ourselves to be vulnerable, even with our partner who we love and we know they, they love us unconditionally. Um, I, but part of that ability to be vulnerable, I feel personally, might have a lot to do with your dom-sub relationship because you have to be able to let the other person see all of your vulnerabilities and give yourself to them. Do you think that's played a role for you? Oh, absolutely. 100%. I mean, speaking for me personally, I've had 
you know, play partners in the past where I couldn't trust them. They would do something to break that trust with me. And yeah, I mean, from there on out, it's, it's done, you know, it, it's a, uh, it's a matter of time before that dissolves. And I haven't had that with Brian with the BDSM portion of our relationship. You know, he's always had my best interest at heart um, and has always put my needs first. So yeah, I mean, that absolutely has opened um, up other abilities in terms of our communication and, and willingness to go there. Yeah, and for us, the you know the BDSM component combined with the the swinger lifestyle component, I think we have a leg up in, when it pertains to you know the hot button topics, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, consent. You know, in the BDSM world, that's not an option. No, it's you know, not. You have to be thoughtful. There, there's a level of thoughtfulness in the BDSM world. You have to have that. And there's also a component I think that people miss a lot of times as it pertains to, pertains to BDSM. You know, Brenda being a bottom or being a sub, she has all the control. I don't have all the control. You know, I have to be mindful and thoughtful of what her needs and desires and limits are. That's a level of control that I think that people miss. So for us, when we get, you know, as we started to get into the swinger lifestyle, we just carried, you know, those traits over. And it's, you know, it's turned out to work. It works really well for us, especially when we meet people and, uh, and we entertain new friends and that kind of thing. I think all of that, you know, together makes a big difference for us. For sure. And also, you know, so yeah, you have a leg up because of the also being in the lifestyle and um, but being also, you know, uh, into kink and into BDSM, that communication that you have to have with each other to know what her limits are, to know what her boundaries are. um, That is huge. And again, like a really, it's very, very rare um, to have that kind of bond and communication that you do have. And I think that's really a good model uh, for anybody who is entering into a relationship, whether they're into kink or not to be able to give themselves to their partner and be and experience that vulnerability and talk about everything um you know emotional boundaries physical boundaries it all plays a role for sure yeah Yeah, it's 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 essential it just is yeah have you guys ever had any moments uh you know within the lifestyle or in your 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 kinky or lives (laughs) i mean your whole life sounds pretty fucking kinky which is great (laughs) Have you had moments where you, um, you know, had to, uh, you know, had maybe a, a less than positive experience that you had to go back and talk about? How did that go? Not necessarily with each other. We do a really good job of communicating ahead of time on things. I mean, we're also the most analytical people in the world. So we sit and dissect everything. Yeah at a ridiculous length. Yeah, we're analytical <laughs> to a fault. But what that does for us is it, it makes sure that we're always on the same page, even if we try to anticipate situations like in the swinging lifestyle specifically before they even happen. But we've definitely had experiences with couples yeah. where, you know, something came completely out of left field and we, or we ignored red flags. Yeah. Um, that's been something that we've really had to key in on as, as a couple, you know, Brian will pick up on things now that we have some experience in the lifestyle that I don't necessarily pick up on. So we have to share that information with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the other couple or the other people that we're playing with are typically the, uh, the curveballs. Yeah. For us personally, I mean, to your question, we've never had a situation where either Brenna was playing with a single guy um, or I was with a, a, the woman of a couple where there was ever any kind of weirdness or, you know, we work all those things out ahead of time. And the truth is, again, it goes back to trust and, and commitment to each other. We're confident in each other that neither of us is going to have that feeling mm-hmm. or any kind of adverse feelings about it. If there are, then we talk about them. But typically, the, the, you know, the struggles that we've encountered has really come from another couple 
not ours having that communication that you do have with each other and not necessarily being with couples who are able to communicate even within themselves what yeah. what it is they want. And I find that myself as well, sometimes in the lifestyle, some of the issues that I've had are with couples who haven't communicated with each other before. And it's, it's obvious and it's uncomfortable. We had one yeah. very specific experience with a couple. I mean, we both were in the same room and had very different experiences basically due to the fact that that couple simply did not communicate clearly with one another and it became very obvious. And it, it makes for a very uncomfortable situation for everybody. For sure. And then afterward, that couple goes back and then, you know, we always have like a debrief, right? After like whatever uh, yeah. session, play session. And then, yeah, uh, yeah they, they talk to each other like, oh, well, I really didn't have a good time. And, and, you know, you shouldn't have done that with that person. And I never said that was okay. And you made me feel really uncomfortable. That's not fun. And uh, that especially even if they're willing to talk about, uh, you know, their experience to that level, sometimes they don't even say uh, that they're feeling uncomfortable or certain things uh, they didn't like. They'll keep it to themselves, which makes for even worse experiences later right. on. So, right, absolutely. Yeah. We like always, that. we communicate after any experience uh, in a number of different ways, uh, but we're super pervy horny anyway, so after an experience, <laughs> whether it's with a single person or a couple, you know, we're, we're, we're having sex again anyway, and we talk about it for days. You know, we, we talk about it, you know, intimately, but also dissect it and learn from whatever we can uh, based on that experience as well to improve our future experience. I like the way that you're using your previous experiences uh, with other partners as a basis for your fantasies and kinking up your sex life. Just having that conversation about all the, the pervy things that you guys did oh, with yeah. each other or with your with respective partners uh, yeah. really builds up that eroticism in your relationship. And leading up to it as well. Yeah, it definitely does. It's so much fun. Yeah. That's a really hot kind of foreplay that I don't know that a lot of people tend to use. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we're, I, I, we tend to think that we're even, a, a, we're like a subcategory within subcategories to some degree. <laughs> There's a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of layers to us. So we figure we're probably like 1% of the 2% of population of people that, you know, even play in the lifestyle. We're, we're like a subcategory of that 2%. I love that. But that's amazing. And I, I think that your uniqueness really is, well, I mean, it's obviously one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today, but also makes uh, Front Porch Swingers like so much more uh, of an interesting brand and so much more of an interesting podcast because, yeah, there are certain things that a lot of people can identify as being relatable with both of you uh, sure. because maybe they also are, fall in those, you know, in those little subcategories that they just don't feel like anyone understands them. Uh, but you have that unique perspective, which I really appreciate. Thank you. Yeah, we've, re we've been reached out to by a number of people uh, due to the podcast or listeners that, that will tell us, oh, you know, we're an age gap couple as well. And, you know, we've had this struggle or, you know, we're a BDSM couple wanting to get into the swinger lifestyle. The hot wifing one is definitely the most common, though. We have a lot of people yeah. reach out and say, even in the lifestyle, we're not really accepted, yeah. you know, as a hot wife and hot wife husband yeah. uh, in their social circles. And that's just it's, it's unfortunate. It is, yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. Well, and we've talked about it on the on the show. You know, as we said, you know, we told you earlier we were at a we were at our fetish ball last night. Uh, but we would attend regular meetings for the BDSM community in our hometown. And when that group of people, a BDSM community of people, uh, found out that we were swingers, they pretty much didn't want anything to do with us. <laughs> so we found it bizarre. Now they didn't want anything to do with us in the group. 
But we would leave the meeting and immediately Brennan would get contacted online by a couple of people in the group wanting to meet us, you know, separately kind of thing. So they were interested and curious, but they didn't want the other BDSM people to know that they were interested in us. They're hanging out with dirty swingers. Yeah, we're dirty pervert <laughs> swingers as opposed to the BDSM community. You know, we're, we're total outliers. So we find that kind of interesting and a little bit disturbing as well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It just goes to show when you talk about, you know, judgment uh, that, you right. Right. That, that perception of, of other people judging you like yeah. why do we care about what other people think about what we do it doesn't matter um, exactly. well especially when one of the first disclaimers in these meetings is no judgment <laughs> we don't judge each other in this room are you fucking kidding me you yeah. just totally side-eyed me when yeah. I said you were <laughs> you know it's, what are you talking about yeah it's very hypocritical <laughs> oh yeah it's brutal yeah. Uh, well, speaking of no judgment, I really want to get into that kind of idea of uh, no of no judgment with also the kinds of fetishes that you guys have and uh, some of the kinkier things that you guys do in your relationship, which I think are super hot. Um, and it's but you know we, we talked about hot wifing, and that's uh, that's that's definitely something that a lot of people have wanted to explore and find out more about it because yeah, the term it's a term, uh, but it's not always used the right way, and it doesn't always mean the same thing for everybody. So we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, in the next segment right after this little break. And uh, speaking of kinky and fetishy, I invite all of you to explore your lexuality on my website, LexiSilver.com. For those of you who are just getting to know me, you'll be pleased to find my erotic stories and a variety of kinky sex toys on my site. If you dare to enter my playground, I'll treat you to 15% off anything you desire in my shop when you use promo code LexiSDC. That's L-E-X-I-S-D-C. And don't be shy. Come get lectual with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. You'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. Don't go away. We'll be right back. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com. That's L-E-X-I at sdc.com. Now back to this week's discussion. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Brenna and Brian of Front Porch Swingers. And before the break, we were having a very sexy conversation about uh, the role of BDSM and kink in their particular relationship and the importance of communication and how they really are a rare couple who do communicate very deeply, openly, and honestly with each other about virtually everything, which is probably why you've gotten to that point where you can explore these different fetishes with each other. And so you mentioned before um, the concept of hot wife, right? And how the term is really not used properly. And um, yeah, so let, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. I, I want to hear, you know, from you, like who and what is a hot wife? Sure. So um, wife sharing seems to be kind of an umbrella term. Um, and hot wifing is one of the, the subcategories of wife sharing. It really shouldn't be called wife sharing. It should be partner sharing or something. Right. But anyway... The idea of hot wifing is that the hot wife husband enjoys and receives uh, sexual pleasure from seeing the person that he loves um, having sexual encounters with other people. Um, and a lot of people get hot wifing and cuckolding mixed up. Okay. Um, and based on our experiences and our research, they tend to be very different things. Yeah. Um, so. Hot wifing is more about um, just the sexual pleasure of, of, you know, for example, in our relationship, me going out and finding another sexual partner and telling Brian about it or him watching me with somebody else. Um, cuckolding typically refers to somebody who likes to be uh, humiliated, and there's a certain level of domination that goes into that. Um, so a lot of times that's where you see in typical cuckolding porn, uh, you know, the husband is in the corner and being told, you know, that his cock is too small or, you know, this... Or he's uh, wearing a chastity cage. This other guy is, you know, fucking me so much better, um, you know, whatever it may be. But um, that's not our dynamic. We don't really play in the cuckolding world, uh, especially considering that, you know, Brian is basically my, my dom and I'm his sub. Uh, that's not a, a dynamic that we could ever really get into. And plus, I don't want to humiliate him. Uh, that's certainly not my kink. And I don't think being humiliated is your kink. I don't want to no. speak for you. but No, and, and that's the biggest component, the biggest difference. There's To be a true cuckold situation, there almost has to be a component of humiliation. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever the, 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 the degree of humiliation, there typically is that element. And for us, that's, that's not the thing. You know, Brenna is the sexiest woman in the world to me. So sharing her with someone else is just a, a super turn on. And, and I don't have to be there to see it. A lot of times I'm not. You know, she has dates and play dates on her own. Uh, she was very recently out of town or out of state and had the opportunity to play with a, a single guy that we corresponded with. And, you know, that's for me, it's a mental piece of that. You know, I know what it's like to be with her. So the jealousy isn't that I'm jealous that she's doing that. I'm jealous of the guy she's with. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where the jealousy comes from for me, if there's any such thing. Uh, but that's really the hot wife situation for us is with my enjoyment, fulfillment that I get, that I get from her, um, you know, enjoying sex and having sex, uh, sexual relations with someone else. I want her to be pleasured as often as possible. Well, and the way that the, the fantasy plays out for us is, you know, um, it, it's almost like a, like a mental torture is not the right word. No, it's a mental, it, it creates a mental anxiety for sure mm -hmm. because the buildup before she has a date for days or weeks before that date, we're talking about it. We're role playing that when we're being intimate. And then once she's had that experience, the aftercare, as we would refer to it, or the reconnecting sex after that is fucking mind-numbing. It's crazy. And it goes on for days or weeks. Hmm. 
So it's like a, it's it's almost like a high at the at the end of it. But yeah. what you what you said before, okay, so there's so many components to this. You mentioned the concept of jealousy. How does that play out for you? So you were talking about if you do experience jealousy, how do you deal with that, and what where does it arise from? You said it's has to do with um, you and and like your jealousy toward her partner. Um, so yeah. Yeah, let's let's unpack that a little bit. So for me, I don't have the je- I don't ha- I don't experience uh, jealousy the way that let's say a vanilla couple might. Okay. I'm not jealous at the idea that my partner is attracted to or having sex with someone else, be it a male or a female. That component of jealousy or that that level of jealousy doesn't exist in me. For me, I'm I'm excited at the idea that she's having pleasure, providing pleasure, she's being pleasured, and and really enjoying it. If Brenna is not attracted to either the male or female that she is with none of it does anything for me. She needs to truly enjoy what she's doing. So it's not like she does these things for my benefit solely. She's having a great fucking time. She just had a great experience with a single guy out of town, and we're still talking about it. This took place three weeks ago or two weeks ago. Um, It was a great time for her, a great experience for her and for me. So during that session, they took a break, and they sent me some pictures. Oh, so now, of course, right. So jealousy is no longer that's not ever been a component, but it's certainly not in, in, in my mind anymore. Now, well, I'm envious because I, I know how what his experience is like mm-hmm. based on my experiences with her. So when I see her in a really sexy outfit and, you know, what, you know her ass is red from being spanked. I know what's going on, you know, and I want to be part of that. So then, of course, add the component. She's out of state. It's another 24 hours before I'm going to even get my hands on. Mm. So that anticipation, that buildup, I mean, it turned into like six hours into the, you know, into the morning, the sun was coming up of sex the next day when she got home. You know, that's what, that's a fuel is all that is, you know? So jealousy in its traditional sense, it doesn't play a role for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so different. That's very, very different from what most people might assume uh, is a component of, uh, you know, having a hot wife for sure. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm, I'm starting to see that. I'm also getting a little fired up. I'm like, God damn, that sounds hot. <laughs> that, well, because there's nothing hotter. Yeah. There's nothing hotter for me than when she comes home or she'll text me throughout the day. Hey, uh, you know, this single guy reached out to me on, you know, uh, uh, whatever the site is, what, you know, whatever the case may be, or, t- you know, kicked me or whatever. He's super attractive. You know, I really want to, you know, I want to, I think I want to meet him. That's so fucking hot to me. And what about you, Brenna? So you, you get to explore and experience all these different things uh, with other partners. Brian said men and women, and you were talking about specifically this experience with this other man. Do you, uh, uh, Brian, do you get us fired up if she's playing with another woman, or is it really just mostly if she's playing with another man? It really depends on the partner. Okay. If she is super attracted to the woman, then yeah, the, the experience for me is the same. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I'm just curious if there was a gender difference there because, yeah, you might, one might tend to assume uh, that you might have more of a rush if she's with another man versus another woman. But I hear you. It depends. It, really, on the it just depends on her level of interest. If she's really into the person, it just really turns me on. Oh, that's really hot. So part of your kick out of it is is just the amount of pleasure that she's getting out of her the situation and how turned on she is by it. Hundred percent, because that her being turned on in that moment absolutely translates into a, a crazy intimacy for us. I mean, that's really what it is. We talk about it a lot. Our playing with another couple, or Brenda playing with a single guy or gal, or me playing with a single woman, 
that's really the cover charge is what that is. It, it just lends itself to a higher level of intensity for us. That's, that's just what it is. Hot. Okay. So when, what about scenarios? Have you ever done this where you're in the same room and she's with another, uh, she's with another guy or another woman, they're playing with each other, but not involving you in the scenario. And you're just kind of, of why you're in this, in, in the, in this case, or maybe you're outside the door, you're listening and you're just visualizing what's going on. Has that, have you ever done that before? Yes. That was our very first experience. It was our first three experiences. Okay, tell me tell me about that if you don't mind. I want to hear. Yeah, this is so it evolved for us like everything else. We started out in the lifestyle with Brenna playing with a single guy. And at that time, my whole thing was I wanted I really wanted to hear more than I wanted to see because the again, it's a mental thing for me. And I could tell by how she sounds in a moment almost exactly what's going on. So the first experience, the first couple of experiences, I was in an adjacent room, so I couldn't see everything, but I could basically hear everything. Mm-hmm. And that evolved into me being in a completely separate portion of a house uh, across the hall, for example, and you know maybe 30, 40 feet away. And then that evolved into me being into another part of the home where I couldn't absolutely see anything, but I could hear everything. And then subsequently turns into Brenna playing completely alone and then coming home and sharing that experience with me. So, it, 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 you know, it, it, there were levels to this. Okay, so you kind of evolved into this, um, into this place where you're kind of at now where she'll go and she'll play with somebody else separately, maybe send you some kinky little pictures to get you a little bit more fired up sure. and uh, build this anticipation for when you're back together, uh, you just explode with passion for each other. Yes. That's fucking hot. Okay, I'm really digging that. I really am. It's... Yeah. And uh, I, I think that it's kind of different um, when a lot of people think that these kinds of experiences might actually impede a relationship or a connection. And in your case, it's building it and bolstering that. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's such a turn on when we are finally back together. Um, and what we have found out as of late is almost like the more time in between the time that Brenna is playing with, with someone and then we get together that anticipatory buildup is mind blowing when it, when it finally happens, when we finally get together. Oh, nice. So do you think that maybe a lot of people who are searching for, let's say cuckolding porn on, on, uh, you know, various, uh, tube sites, they're maybe looking more instead of cuckolding, uh, they're looking more for a hot wife kind of fantasy and they just don't really know how to define it. Well, we've, we've had people tell us that, that they have this same kind of fantasy of their, you know, their partner going and having sex with someone else and then coming home to them. And there are so many people out there who think that that is cuckolding. So yeah, they absolutely get on these sites and they see like this, you know, submissive guy in the corner being bullied. And if that's your kink, by all means, go for it. Yeah, but yeah. that's, that's not the hot wife dynamic. And so, yeah, people get scared off by that. They're like, well, I, that's not what I'm into. Right. And if that's the dynamic that is created by, you know, venturing into this lifestyle, that's not for me. Um, so that it's been really fun through the podcast to show people what hot wiping really is and how it can really be about, you know, a strong dynamic between the two of us, not me you know, humiliating Brian in any way. Yeah, I think there's a really big misconception that if a, if a, as a couple, if the male shares his wife or a significant other with other men, that that automatically makes you 
submissive, that it makes the male a cuckold. Mm-hmm. That couldn't be further from the truth. I am not in any way, shape, or form submissive. So for me, it's just the, the idea that my partner is being pleasured and providing the same pleasure she provides me to someone else. It's just such a hot idea, the, well, the thought of it. I think it's even a step further than that for us because one another kind of element of this fantasy for us is like him giving me right. to another man. So it's still that, you know, perceived control that he has. Now, granted, that's not the way it is. But when you're right. playing out a fantasy, that's, right. you know, it's very sexy to think of like Brian giving me to someone for the night or for the weekend or whatever. Sure. And then there'll be times we'll, you know, either we're either having sex or, or she is preparing to go on a play date and it's, you know, she'll ask me, what can I do? What do you want me to do? What can I do? What don't you want me to do? And it's, you know, it's that component where, again, it's that, that perceived notion of control, you know, where I get to determine how she behaves in that particular moment. Now, I'm not crazy. I know exactly how she's going to behave regardless of what I tell her. But <laughs> the idea that I get to have some input is super fucking hot. Okay, I, I want to talk a bit more about those elements of control um, and how that really does impact this this whole uh, hot wife situation. I, there's there's a lot to unpack there. I we're going to get into that very very shortly in our uh, in our next segment. I just want to take a really quick break for all of you very kinky people looking for an erotic getaway uh, with uh, pervy little individuals like us. Maybe not as pervy. Who knows? Who knows who, who you'll actually meet on these trips? Um, but you can join over 300 SDC members for an erotic escapade on the island of Crete this May. Going Greek has never been more glamorous. Indulge in five nights of passion at this all-inclusive Grecian playground with daily parties that are clothing optional pools, a 24-hour inside and outside playroom, and exclusive SDC theme night parties. As you meet sexy, like-minded people in the lifestyle, you'll get pampered by the hotel's five-star service with world-class spa, multiple bars, rooftop restaurant, and nightclub to satisfy all of your kinky desires. Join us from May 8th to the 13th for our divine Greek adventure. Book your rooms now at sdc.com. We'll be right back after this. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter, all on thesexylifestyle.com. The Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network is where you can build a new vocabulary to talk about sex in a healthy, loving, and productive way. Discover more about yourself and your relationships from our amazing sex experts who can't wait to share their information with you. You'll learn everything you ever wanted to know about sex, sexuality, sexual pleasure, and so much more on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Listen, learn, and live sexy. are tuned in to seek discover create with lexi silver if you have a question or comment about the show we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com that's l-e-x-i at sdc.com now back to this week's discussion 
Welcome back to SDC Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Brenna and Brian of Front Porch Swingers. They are becoming very, very quickly one of my favorite kinky couples, and I am so much enjoying this conversation. I don't want it to be over, but uh, before it is, uh, we are going to talk a little bit more about that um, that concept of, of control uh, that I think is very interesting uh, in their relationship and this idea of hot wifing. So um, in from what they they were telling me before the idea that um, Brian is giving you or giving you permission uh, to be with somebody else. So do you think that maybe that whole dom sub dynamic, that dominant submissive dynamic that you have uh, is a huge part of you wanting to engage in this uh, hot wife uh, fantasy on a regular Yeah, I think it's definitely a component of that, although I think an even bigger component, and I know this is in complete contrast to that idea of Brian being my dom and quote-unquote giving me to somebody else, is that uh, there's a lot of female empowerment involved in this dynamic, and so even though Brian is pretending to give me instruction and to tell me what it is I need to be doing, uh, I think an even bigger and more important component of it is that I feel very sexually liberated in doing it, Um, and I think that's typical in from what we've heard from other hot wives, that's the the common thread. And that's what kind of links us all together is um, that typically a hot wife is a woman that feels very comfortable in, you know, her own skin and wants to go out and, you know, kind of go against the societal norms and expectations of who women are and, uh, you know, just be badass hot wives. Yeah, the idea that, <laughs> that women can't or shouldn't express themselves sexually, you know, that's taboo in society is complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Brenna being a woman who, who really thrives in that, that empowerment position is super hot to me. You know, her having the confidence to engage and interact with other men um, and, and, you know, act on those urges that she has and the desires that she has and be completely confident in doing so, I mean, that's, that's huge for me. I like that it all comes back to empowerment. So, uh, so Brian, you empowering Brenna to be more empowered and her experiences empowering you as well uh, as her dom and reinforcing that whole kind of um, idea. It's, it's, it's really a beautiful circle of uh, pleasure, desire, eroticism, and it's no wonder that it just keeps feeding into each experience that you're having um, with each other and how they all can with this explosion of, of passion for each other. Yeah, it's, I mean, I encourage her to express herself and to be as empowered as she can be, as, as she wants to be. And really throughout this journey, uh, you know, she has changed. She's become even more empowered than when we first met and far more confident and in control of herself uh, and open about what she wants and what she doesn't want. And for me, that's just amazing. Not just from a from a sexual standpoint, but to watch my partner, uh, you know, my soulmate grow that way uh, is a big deal. Uh, and I, I, I just hope everybody gets the chance to experience it. Well, they have to start with being open with their partners about them maybe having these kinds of fantasies and how they can explore those. So, sure. so speaking of, what kind of advice would you give to a couple who might be, or an individual who might be, ex, you know, a little curious about exploring uh, the, the concept of hot wifing with their partner? How would you go about that? What kind of, you know, what kind of communication tips do you have for them? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is do your research ahead of time. And although we're not anti-porn in any way, porn is not always the best way to research these types of things. Agreed. So I would recommend um, finding resources out there that really dissect what it is that you're interested in. And the reason for that is because then you can go into a conversation with your partner kind of armed with that knowledge and being able to share it with them uh, in a you know an informed way. So that's kind of the first piece. And then the second piece, I, I think there's – we talked about vulnerability already, but I think yeah. that ability to just lay it out all on the table, make sure that you're doing it respectfully, but, you know, being honest about your wants and your needs and understanding that, yes, it's scary, but it can be worth it. Yeah. Um, that's huge. And then, you know, like we talked about before, too, on the receiving side of it, um, jumping to a gut reaction to something can often lead to a lot of anger and resentment. And if you can avoid that, if you can take that split second to really stop and dissect your own feelings before you're able to verbalize them, I think that's huge. And I think in our case, it leads to, um, you know, an avoidance of a lot of, you know, animosity between the two of us because we're able to know that we can go into a conversation and not be judged. Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal to be accepted. Um, it, you know, if you're in a relationship and you're, you're teetering or toying with the idea of getting into this lifestyle with, at whatever level, you need to be, as Brenna said, you need to educate yourself, have a cogent conversation with your partner, be prepared to answer some questions, and, you know, certainly be prepared to maybe feel some of that judgment, but be open and honest with every with whomever you're talking with. If it, you know your partner, you need to be clear with them. Um, and as Brenna said again, from the receiving end, be open-minded. You know, I think a lot of times people look at this in our relationship or our our kinks, if you will, and they think, "Wow, there must be a lot of jealousy and resentment." That is not the case. If you give yourself a chance and give give you know your real, true desires a chance, I think you might be surprised at what you come up. with. Definitely. And I think part of that that jealousy elimination is the fact that you are able to communicate like that so openly and honestly with each other uh, without fearing that judgment. And then taking a minute when your partner says something to process what they're saying instead of having the uh, those gut reactions, like you said, that you know anger or jealousy and, and, and saying things that you don't mean, which you can never take back. <laughs> yep. yeah, um, you can't unring that bell. Yeah, exactly. Even if you don't mean it. Um, so yeah, it's uh, definitely a huge, huge, huge plus to be able to have, uh, to take that moment, have those communication skills, which I think really apply across the board to any relationship, but especially- if you're intimating a new fantasy or fetish that you have to, you know, with your partner. Yeah. That's a big misconception, right? People in the, in the non, you know, in the monogamous world, in the vanilla world, if you will, you know, <laughs> they talk about it all the time, right? Communication and trust and honesty. Uh, that's tenfold uh, in this lifestyle, tenfold in BDSM. If you don't have those elements of a relationship, you're going to be unsuccessful. And a crumble. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole point of, you know, uh, being in a relationship or, you know, experiencing new sexual experiences are to have pleasure and to expand as a person. Um, so if you don't have those, that ability to communicate and you're not saying what you really mean and what you really want, are you really getting out of it what you, what you deserve and what you really need? So, right. Exactly. And it, yeah. You said it. It's sex. Just enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's what this is. Uh, well, speaking of enjoyment, how can people, you know, enjoy uh, both of you in your podcast? How can they reach out to you after this? Sure. So we have a weekly podcast where we talk about 
basically our experiences. It's usually pretty sexy. Sometimes it's ridiculous, uh, but always a lot of fun. And you can find us anywhere you get your podcast, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Um, we also are very active on social media, uh, like to have a lot of fun there interacting with people. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at FP Swingers. And uh, we also have a website that we'd love for you to check out, which is frontporchswingers.com. It has a lot of great resources regarding both the swinging lifestyle and the BDSM lifestyle. Not to mention SDC. Absolutely. And we're so excited. We have lots of exclusive content now and coming your way from Run and Brian. And we are really, really excited to be uh, talking to both of you uh, and to have this very unique perspective, like I said, uh, from so many different layers uh, of your relationship, of your your desires, your fetishes. I think it's going to be very relatable for people who are really looking for a voice to express all the things that they've been thinking about and wanting, but haven't really had any way to connect yet. Uh, so I'm, we're so excited to be able to be working with you and, and get that voice onto SCC. Thank you. So are we. We're super excited about it. Oh, well, you guys, this has been a wonderful conversation. I'm uh, feeling a little hot and flushed right now, I got to admit. <laughs> well, you are welcome. <laughs> Thank you both so much for being on my show today. Thanks, Lexi. Thank all of you for listening. Tune in on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Create moments at SDC.com. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on SDC's Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual. Bye. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. 